0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay and if you haven't seen it already, the latest trailer, the first trailer actually for Spider-Man Far From Home just recently dropped, dropped yesterday in fact. So I figured I would give my two cents on it, my reaction, but I have to back it up a little bit. If we're going to talk about... Spider-Man Far From Home, I have to also talk about Into the Spider-Verse. I haven't done a podcast on it. I was kind of hoping somebody out there would want to join me to do it. Nah, I got no takers. So guess what? I'm going to talk about everything Spider-Man here, I guess. So the trailer dropped. And I'm going to be honest, Um, it's not a knock on Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland is a great actor. I think he does a great job as high school Peter Parker. I think what it is, and especially after seeing Into the Spider-Verse, I'm kind of tired of seeing High School Peter Parker. Into the Spider-Verse, if you haven't seen it already, and there will be spoilers ahead, so if you really haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse, uh, cover your ear from for some parts of this, because I am going to talk about it. So Into the Spider-Verse, not only does it introduce us to Miles Morales, but it introduces us to a couple of different Peter Parkers. Uh, We have Peter Parker, voiced by Chris Evans, uh, who dies in the film. We have Peter Peter B. Parker, uh, who comes from another universe uh, to help Miles out. Uh, Spider-Man Noir, he is also a Peter Parker um, anime spider man, who is a young girl named Penny Parker, who through a telepathic link with a spider controls a mech suit. Um, Peter Parker, of course. I mean, we have all these different versions of Peter Parker. And here's the thing. I know Peter Parker's origin, Spider-Man origin, is nerdy high school kid, gets bitten by a radioactive spider, becomes Spider-Man. But that was back in the 60s. Peter Parker has grown up. Peter Parker has had to grown up. I mean, we've seen Versions of him where he's married to MJ. I mean, right now in the comics, as far as I know, he's older. You know, he's married. He's got kids. He has a job, a mortgage, you know, all that fun stuff. And I think Tom Holland, as a young Peter Parker that, you know, just got bit by the spider, trying to balance being Spider-Man and doing my homework, uh, when I compare him to Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire... I think he does an excellent job. Uh, I was never a big fan of the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I just didn't buy it. Yeah, he was young. You know, I would believe him as a high school kid, but Peter Parker's a genius. And Andrew Garfield, sorry, he just didn't come across like that. He just came across as this deadbeat slacker kind of a guy. Tobey Maguire really captured that geeky, awkward high school Peter Parker he just looked like a 32-year-old man. Um, I mean, I I think out of the three, maybe Tobey Maguire slightly edges out Tom Holland. And, I, and again, I think Tom Holland, you know, into Homecoming, uh, when we saw him in Civil War, when we saw him in Infinity War, he does a great job. I just think I have... High school gawky teenager Peter Parker fatigue, and you know after, like I said, after watching Into the Spider Verse, and seeing different versions of Spider Man, different versions of Peter Parker. I mean, if you watch Into the Spider Verse, Peter B. Parker is he's the main Spider Man there that helps out Miles. That's the Spider Man I want to see. You know, the Spider Man that you know Aunt May passed away. Um, He tried to open a business. It failed. I mean, this was a down-on-your-luck Spider-Man, and I kind of want to see that film. I mean, we got that a little bit in Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire, kind of like, I want to give up my powers, and I just want to settle down with MJ, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we kind of got that... But to almost see a film dedicated, like Into the Spider-Verse was, dedicated to a different version of Spider-Man that we're not used to seeing, this is something I think I would really, really like to see. So, that being said, let's take a look at the trailer. Um, Happy and Aunt May. Wow. Okay. Um, At first, I was kind of like, my first initial reaction was just like, oh boy, you know, why are they doing this? But you know what? Aunt May deserves to be happy. And Happy Deserves to be Happy. John Favreau, let me tell you, I love John Favreau. Um from PCU, uh the movie Chef that he did. Uh I think that was a Netflix film or maybe in limited release, I don't know. But I'm a big John Favreau fan. Um he directed the first two Iron Man. I mean, in that first Iron Man film was one of my favorite Marvel films. Uh, I always loved him as Happy Hogan. And you know what? After years of suffering abuse, and it's not really abuse, but you know what I mean. But years of sort of suffering abuse under Tony Stark, um, I mean, yes, they have a great relationship, but I always felt like Happy, just he just couldn't win. You know, Jon Favreau couldn't win. Uh, and I think he's going to get a win here. And like I said, my my first gut reaction was, yeah, of course they're going to do this. But then I was like, you know what? especially if you think back to Homecoming when Ned discovers that, you know, Peter is Spider-Man and he's just like, oh my God, we got to tell everybody! but you got to tell Aunt May. And right then and there, I mean, Peter, Peter at first was sort of like, you know, Ned, come on, don't say anything. But as soon as he says, have you told May, that's when it gets really serious. And he's like, I cannot do that to her. There's no way after everything she's been through. So, I mean, look, it's no big secret. Uncle Ben had died. I mean, we get that. And in Homecoming, we don't know. Did it happen six months ago? Did it happen six years ago? We don't know. But obviously, it's very rough on Aunt May. So the fact that, you know, she gets a win here and Happy gets a win, and, you know, Tom Holland looks utterly confused like, what? What the? What's going on, man? It's perfect. That's really, really good. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I am looking forward to seeing Ned. Um, I never knew that Ned was part of the Spider-Verse. Diana told me that, yeah, he is in the comics. Um, I mean, I think the version's a little bit different, but Ned is awesome. Awesome. I do not know the actor's name. I should have done a bit of research and looked his name up, but I do know that he is a Filipino gentleman and he is I love I fell in love with Ned in Homecoming Man in the Chair. He better be the man in the chair here. Like he better like push Nick Fury aside and be like, "I got this." Um and from my understanding is too is Ned's got a girlfriend. So Ned gets a win. So, Happy gets a win. Aunt May gets a win. Ned gets a win. Now, let's kind of talk about some other stuff that I'm really not that thrilled about. Um, I mean, okay, we knew this Spider-Man movie was coming out. So, we kind of know that, uh, yes, he did get snapped out of existence at the end of Infinity War. Spoiler alert. Like, you haven't heard that already. So, obviously, we know he comes back. Nick Fury comes back, too, I guess. So, I was a little disappointed. I mean, I was like, whoa, it's Nick Fury. Oh, well, guess I- guess they're going to reverse Thanos' snap. Like, it kind of now takes a little bit of a sting out of Endgame. Not much, because trust me, I am jacked, and, and I am all set for Endgame. But I was sort of like, oh, I guess they do reverse it. Oh, okay. That's the thing with trailers, is You know, I used to love watching trailers, especially as a kid. You go to the theater, you know, there's like a half hour of trailers before the film. Nowadays, I feel like they pretty much show you the film, and they show you really key points. Instead of just kind of giving you a hint of what the film's about, uh, that's why I really love the Endgame trailer, because they really don't reveal a whole lot. I mean, right now we know from uh, the uh, Far From Home trailer, we know that, I mean they reverse the snap, apparently, because everybody's back, and nobody really seems very distressed about anything, um, when Mysterio makes an appearance, you know, there's the, it looks like Iron Man and Thor rolled rolled all into one, so I guess they're okay, too, um, it's sort of like, okay, you're, not only are you revealing to me what's going to happen into Far From Home, you're now taking little stings and little bits out of Endgame, please stop, don't do that, um, the action sequences do look really, really good. I do love the way they tweak the suit. I do love the little glider wings. Always kind of like that. That was pretty cool. But the big thing I am not happy about, look, I get it. Peter Parker and MJ, I mean, they have been linked in the comics forever. I get it. I didn't buy it because at the end of Homecoming, MJ, played by Zendaya, looks like she might have an inkling of interest in Peter Parker. And I think it's more of the, you know, she's sort of like Peter is hiding something to the point that she's going to figure out that he's Spider Man. Um, not that, hey, that Peter Parker, he's one cute guy. No, it's more of a curiosity. Um, you know, Zendaya's MJ is, you know, MJ is a very complex character when you look at her. She's never been that damsel in distress. She's never been, you know, oh my, let me sit back and let, she's almost kind of like the Lois Lane of the Marvel universe. You know, Lois Lane, (coughs) you know, for the most part has been a pretty tough character. And especially nowadays, you know, she's really, you know, you know, she's, she'll fight right along Superman if she, if she has to, and if she wants to, and Superman isn't going to stop her. Um, MJ's always been like that. MJ's always been a free spirit, Uh, you know, she's always been a very, very dynamic character, and Zendaya's take on that was actually pretty good, you know, sort of the too cool for school, but doesn't really care what people think of her, uh, doesn't really let people in sort of a thing until she really, really trusts them. I mean, she had a really, really good take on it. Now, all of a sudden she's prettified herself and she's all like, Hey there, Peter Parker, you're looking pretty cute too. Look, I get it. You know, Tom Holland's Peter Parker, he sees MJ and MJ's changed her look. I mean, gone is, you know, sort of like, I don't think it's so much that she had shorter hair in uh, Homecoming. I think, you know, it was the way she kind of bunched it up or whatever. But she's looking very styled now. You know, very, you know, I don't want to say grown up. But it looks like, it just looks like her whole look and her whole persona just suddenly changed between films. Maybe they'll explain why that happened. But seeing sort of this new MJ... Um, Peter Parker's end, I get it. I get him saying, you know, hey, MJ, you look pretty. And she's like, but, you know, for her to sort of come back, you know, yeah, she did have the line like, you know, oh, is that really how you judge me, Peter? You know, okay, that's kind of a classic Zendaya MJ kind of comeback. But then quickly she's like, yeah, you kind of look cute too, you know? Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that chemistry. I kind of felt like they were like, Oh, my God, that's right. You know, Peter and MJ are supposed to end up together. Um, I like the fact at the end of Homecoming, like I said, she was showing some interest in him. And the impression I got of MJ all throughout was she was silently keeping an eye on Peter, not because she found him hot or, you know, I'd like to date him. I think she was like, he's got a secret. You know, MJ's no dummy. I mean, we, we, we clearly see that. She's a very intelligent girl. I think she suspected that he was Spider-Man and if that's kind of how their relationship went with her trying to figure out, you know, who is Spider-Man? Is it really Peter? Um, I would kind of, I would kind of like that other than just, you know, Hey Peter, you're a boy. Uh, how about you and I hook up? Like, I feel like that's kind of like what's happening here. Um, Flash Thompson, I did love that, you know, where he kind of stuck up for Spider-Man, you know, he looks up for the little guy in the neighborhood, and he's kind of cool and everything, you know, I respect him, and then turns to Peter Parker, what's up, dickwad, I mean, that's, that, that was kind of good, but, you know, again, you kind of see it coming a mile away, um, Mysterio, I want a Mysterio movie, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in that Roman Gladiator suit, (laughs) because to me, that's what it looked like, he, he looked like, 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 like the head of the Roman Legion there, but it totally fit. I like it. And I like, from from what I gather, it almost sort of looks like he is going to be playing it that he is a hero, but he really wants to try to infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D. I think that's what it is, because... It looks like in this film, Spider-Man was fighting the Sandman. He was fighting Hydro, uh, and in that scene where he's fighting Hydro in Venice, um, you know, Mysterio comes into the rescue. He's sort of like, you know, you can't handle this kid. Uh, sort of like, you know, I'm I'm the season hero around here. You know, obviously we know Mysterio is a villain. He's definitely got ulterior motive, but I really did like that. I think watching this film, I'm going to be watching out for Happy and Aunt May. I'm going to be watching out for Ned, because Ned's my man. He better get it in that chair. Uh, He better have a girlfriend. Uh, And I'm going to be watching Mysterio, Um, just because I think it's going to be a pretty interesting character. I mean, Marvel, I don't know, they kind of do a good job with villains. Uh, You know, Loki, Loki was a pretty good villain. Um, But You know, Thanos, of course. Mysterio, can he be a really good villain? Because you know what? In Homecoming, I thought that Michael Keaton's turn as the Vulture, to me, that was a villain right then and there. He did an excellent job of it. You know, his whole reason for becoming the Vulture was, you know, I got to put food on the table, and I got a crew of guys that are dependent on me. They got to put food on their table. So, you know what? Tony Stark and his government stooges come in here and they, they they mess up my whole operation, my whole legitimate operation. You know, he was a contractor. He was going to be cleaning up all these sites and everything. And Tony Stark and the government pretty much put him out of work and didn't give a rat's ass about him. He was like, well, I got to do what I got to do to provide for my family and take care of the guys that work for me. That's a great villain right then and there. Can Mysterio be that same kind of villain? Because he's got some pretty big shoes to fill. Uh, Mysterio's always been a pretty interesting character. And, you know, I think, you know, he's sort of a villain that gets overlooked in the Spider-Man universe because, you know, look, you got Kraven, you have Venom, uh, you know, you have the Green Goblin, the Hobgoblin, you have some, um, you know, Spider-Man has a very large and a very diverse rogues gallery uh Mysterio kind of gets pushed to the side and it's nice to see him as the villain in this film I think Jake Gyllenhaal is going to do a great job as him and I really want to see where they go with it but overall I saw the trailer there were some things that I liked but like I said after watching Into the Spider-Verse and really seeing different versions of Spider-Man of Peter Parker I'm kind of like you know what the whole gawky teenager you know I just got bit by a radioactive spider now what I'm kind of over it right now and again I'm not knocking Tom Holland's performance I think he really really captured that I think I'm just a bit fatigued on it now a seasoned Spider-Man an older Spider-Man uh you know a Spider-Man that has like some real because that's the thing that always kind of appealed about Spider-Man Uh, When he was that high schooler, you know, he was dealing with problems just like a lot of high school kids that read Spider-Man were dealing with, you know. It's like, yeah, he's got these incredible powers, and he's helping to save the city, but, you know, Peter Parker is is broke. <laughs> you know, he could barely hold down a job because he's running around as Spider-Man, and he's got to try to finish high school so he can get on to college because he's got to help take care of Aunt May, you know, and I think that people reading that really related to it, but you know what? At some point, Spider-Man has to grow up, and he has to kind of take on some more adult-type problems, you know? In Into the Spider Verse, you know, we learn that Peter B. Parker, he and MJ divorced. You know, Aunt May passed away. Um, You know, he was really down on his luck. And again, he has these amazing powers. And, you know, it's not like that's not just him. That's not just Spider Man. You know, the second half of that word is man. You know, he is a man who faces issues. And it would be nice to really start to see that. Again, not knocking Tom Holland you need a young, gawky, high schooler, Peter Parker slash Spider-Man, he's your guy. Give him a call. He's going to do a great job. I just think Marvel, Sony, whoever's going to take over the Spider-Man franchise, it's kind of time to start telling some new Spider-Man stories. Get an older Spider-Man, a seasoned Spider-Man in there. Look at what Sony did with Into the Spider-Verse and kind of build off of that because I think you'll get some really great movies from there. Guys, thanks for listening. And as always, I'm going to ask you, head on over to www.brothersinarmchairs.com. That's the website that's going to link you up to every single podcast inside the Brothers in Armchairs Network. Well, who's in there, you're asking? Of course, stuff you don't need to know. Nerd and me, defender of the realm, fat guys in little coats, enter the nerd zone. This is Jay, and I will talk to you guys later.